0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of Fostering Green, a podcast about campus sustainability at home and abroad. Today for our second podcast, we'll have our President's Award for Global Learning the faculty mentors and advisors on. They'll be missing one of our faculty members, Dr. Lucy Atkinson. Today, I'm here with Dr. Jamie Walenta, Dr. David Eaton, our President's Award for Global Learning team. And first, I'll have Sumaya kind of introduce our first faculty member, Dr. Lucy Atkinson, since she's unable to join us today.
1: So Dr. Atkinson has been a really big part of this project and we're really thankful for her. She is an associate professor in the Stan Richards School of Advertising and Public Relations in the Moody College of Communications here at UT Austin. Her research looks into communication in the context of sustainability and the environment, focusing on components in the environmental communication campaigns influence environmental attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors. And so throughout our project, Dr. Atkinson has been leading a lot of the focus group research as well as the survey that we've set out to compare Jordanian and Texan student perceptions on sustainability.
0: Dr. Eaton, if you'll go ahead and introduce yourself, you're on the team and how you got um, to UT and involved with sustainability.
2: Okay. My name is David Eaton. I've been at the University of Texas for 47 years. I first became interested in sustainability as an agricultural laborer in 1965, and I knew then I wanted to work on environmental topics. I had a summer job at the Council on Environmental Quality in 1970, working in the executive office, the president of Richard Nixon, and was really launched by that experience on environmental issues in a professional manner. And so I've been working since 1970 on these things. Now, how I got to this project was you all invited me. So you all came to me and I've had a lot of experience in Jordan and you asked me, would I be involved? And I said, okay, and that's how it happened. But I'm an environmental engineer and I work on a variety of environmental issues, sustainability issues, energy, water, air, solid waste, conservation. I'm interested in all those topics.
0: Thank you for sharing, Dr. Eaton. Dr. Olenta. if you want to go ahead and do the same, just how you got involved with this project on campus, etc.
3: Sure. Dr. Eaton, I thought I'd been in the sustainability field for a long time. <laughs> so I am the Associate Director of UT Sustainability Studies Program, And I came to this role after having taught sustainability and environmental policy courses at Texas A&M. And also after having co-operated my own carbon management consulting business, where I helped companies tackle their climate change impacts. When I arrived at UT five years ago, I tried to get involved in various sustainability-affiliated service commitments. And one of those included serving as the faculty representative for the Green Fund Award Committee on campus. I did this for three years and learned uh, a lot, the, the sort of ins and outs of how the Green Fund at UT work. And like Dr. Eden, the team, the student team approached me and the project I thought was a natural fit, given uh, my passion and experience for sustainability more broadly, but also for my grasp of green funds and what makes UT's green fund a success.
0: Okay, perfect. So thank you both for introducing yourselves. So the next part of our podcast will be a roundtable. Our undergraduate team will just um, throw some questions about you. Hopefully, there'll be a reflection on our time in Jordan with this project and with your sustainability careers in general. But whoever would like to start first can go ahead. I'm curious to know how this project maybe differed from other projects that you've worked on with maybe other student groups or like other sorts of international
3: projects in the past.
2: You want to go, Jamie?
3: Sure. (laughs) So my international project experience on behalf of the university is actually pretty limited This was my first experience. When I was a consultant, I did work abroad in Central America. And aside from the venue and the context of that work versus this work, the project in Jordan actually mirrors my past work, I think, in one really important way. And it's that expectations in the United States and other countries often don't line up. <laughs> so what we would expect of our collaborators here often doesn't necessarily line up. And so communication has to be elevated to pretty high, just a lot of communication. But of course, there are these barriers to communication in the form of language and culture. And so just being open and flexible is critical. And it's also very challenging for me because I have a sort of type A personality. But yeah, so that's that was a big challenge, at least for me in this particular project.
2: I have been involved in a very large number of international projects over time, but this one is different in a number of elements. First, the leadership that the four undergraduates demonstrated was very different from previous projects. You took the lead in all of the elements in deciding what your priorities would be, what were you going to accomplish for the project, for making all the decisions on all of the logistical issues about lodging and travel and how to spend the time, for the roles that people would play, for how both the Jordanian faculty, staff, students, and those of us on the faculty and staff here in effect, you invited us to follow your lead. And this is very unusual to have this degree of autonomy and leadership on the part of, of undergraduate students. And that's great.
0: Thank you both. My question for you is, what advice do you have for students interested in sustainability entering their career?
3: I guess I'll try. I'll take a stab at As I'm saying this now, I don't know what to say. My advice would be to keep an eye on the job market, see what kind of positions are coming up. Maybe follow uh, hashtag sustainability jobs in different social media platforms, and just get a lay of the land in terms of what's out there. and And then once you identify a channel of jobs that you're really excited about, then. Gain a sense of what kinds of skills or or what kinds of experiences are relevant for those positions. And then reach out to alum who maybe work in those institutions or have similar positions and just get their feedback on, on what it's like, possibly secure their referral. Referrals are so important in terms of making your resume, elevating it to the top of the pile. Yeah. And just be persistent.
2: I have a pretty simple answer. Get experience. In other words, you will learn so much more about yourselves by getting involved in some way, with some experience, as you did with this project. That's The real education is from that practical experience in the field with a company, with a government agency, with a nonprofit organization to do things. And you will see what you like and what you don't like. And that will help inform you about what you're going to pursue. And having the experience gives you stories to tell. And that helps you uh, be credible for work, because you have that perspective, and that confidence that comes from doing stuff.
3: Can I just like piggyback on that? I guess I would add as well that the first job you get doesn't have to be the job, that you can really see it as a stepping stone to something else. And so getting that experience about what you may or may not like and understanding how workplace cultures work and how to navigate that, it can be so important. So even if it's with a company that you're not impressed by, just to not see it as an endpoint and just get excited about what you can take away from it.
1: That's I mean, as always, so valuable from the both of you. I I know throughout like my experience in this project, the mentorship that we've gotten from the three faculty members has been so formative, not only like throughout this particular project, but just beyond like throughout my whole academic, I guess, last year and a half. And so I guess to that point, as as professors at UT and as faculty, how do you feel like you're ideas of pedagogy, like, play into student-led projects? And how do you feel, like, what is the role of universities in enabling students to be leaders in, in topics like sustainability that are so important to all generations?
2: I believe that uh, universities should enable students to take leadership from the very beginning. In other words, when you're 18 years old, you're out of high school, you can do stuff. And you're an adult. And why not take leadership and try things? Not everything is going to work. Some may be embarrassing. But if it's only modestly embarrassing, then at least you're moving forward. So I'm a great believer in my approach to pedagogy is I want students to get involved and try to figure out the world and eventually run it. And I'm happy with that. Over.
3: I guess my approach to pedagogy and and thinking about sustainability in particular is to really underscore the active aspects of sustainability. So sustainability is a discipline and a concept that isn't just about learning new knowledge. It's about working for change. It's very future oriented. And so I think it's important to give students opportunities where they can be active in the pursuit of making that change. And, and as Dr. Eden said have the opportunity to fail as well as succeed. Sometimes failure is just so much more illuminating and useful.
1: Yeah, thank you both for that. That's exactly like the kind of what I was getting at with my question. Could you tell us about your favorite trip or your favorite part of the trip apart from the working and working on the project? What did you enjoy about your time in
2: Jordan? Well, I had too much fun in too many places. I really did enjoy visiting the different offices of nonprofits and, and for profits and government agencies and interacting with people. That was so illuminating. It, it gave me such a perspective on sustainability in Jordan. Also, I really enjoyed all the field trips. Those were fabulous. And even the ones I couldn't take much advantage of like that uh, river in the south part of, of, the, of the desert near Badirum that, from, that came, from the, came from groundwater. Going in that river, that was so much fun. And all the other ones were fun. So it was really, it was nonstop enjoyment. And I don't have a favorite because they were all a blast. Even having meals together. It was so interesting both with who we were the wait staff what we were eating how we were eating it was just so interesting there was such opportunities and uh, and professor walenta will remember there was a place in the hotel where you could go and that was fascinating the different people we would meet who were also sitting there the conversations it was a real opportunity for Interaction with Jordan, with Jordanians. And, uh, and so it was interesting. Over.
3: Yeah, for me, the work was super amazing, super interesting. But I think there were like two favorite moments. The first was the field trip to Wadi Rum. Uh, it was amazing there. So quiet and mind-centering. And sitting and having the tea and the Bedouin tent and listening to the music, that was just phenomenal. And now when I watch movies, I'm like, wait, that's Wadi Rum, I just saw Dune. (laughs) It's like, that's Wadi Rum. And the other moment that really stands out in my mind, and you guys may laugh, and you can cut this out of the podcast if you want to, but on my birthday, when you invited me up to the rooftop (laughs) party and exposed me to the, I don't even know what to call it, the expat side of the W Hotel and all the sort of crazy things that we saw up there. That was so much fun. I had only experienced Jordan in this very conservative way. And that was definitely the terrace was fascinating.
1: (laughs) Picking up on both of what y'all's points, there are so many small like scale interactions that I think we were privileged to be a part of, like whether it's through the taxi driver, just like little outings, even within our hotel. I definitely agree. And I guess to that, as both of y'all have encouraged so much student participation in international like projects, and thinking about how that has impacted your career in sustainability, what is that? How do you see that dynamic between the international scale of things and then the sustainability? Does that give great to anything that we haven't covered?
2: I think it does. One of the big challenges of sustainability is seeing the, the, how difficult things are in different parts of the world. And if you don't go to a different place, you don't see it, you don't perceive it. So for example, having those conversations with the Jordanian students and for them to say that they didn't see that water was a top priority. Okay, that conveys to me the real challenge we have of sustainability, that even in a place where water is, people don't perceive it that way. And it really underlines the challenge we have. It's not just our generation, it's your generation. Human beings, it's going to be difficult for us to move to a Sustainable economy where we can live well, but at the same time, try to live in harmony with the rest of the world, with the rest of the ecosystem.
3: Yeah, I think, and for me, what Dr. Eaton just said really underscores the fact that we teach in the classroom that sustainability doesn't have a singular definition. And I know that frustrates a lot of people. For me, I I find it liberating. The going to Jordan and talking about sustainability and experiencing the ways people perceive it there really just underscored that we all come to it from different angles and different entry points and different points of intervention. And that's really cool. It does pose a lot of challenges, but I think it also allows us opportunities to tackle issues in really innovative ways and maybe potentially out of the box ways that aren't totally tied to like Western world approaches. So yeah, the opportunity to engage sustainability abroad was just reinforcing in that we don't all share the same way of thinking about the world. that's problematic, but it also can be really productive, depending on how we're willing to engage it.
0: Yeah, I think that was so well articulated, Dr. Melendez. So thank you for that. My next question is on how can you just talk about your experience on working with an international team.
3: I don't really feel like the faculty member here. I feel like a collaborator. And quite honestly, when I jump on the Zooms with you guys, it makes me smile because I feel like we've just developed this really great relationship with each other. So I don't personally feel a distinction. And I really, I, and Dave, David, working with you, and I love your approach in terms of letting the students lead. I think it was just great. And so I think, consequently, I feel more like a collaborator and a mentor rather than someone in charge.
2: I was really pleased with how well things worked with Jordan and our Jordanian colleagues. Because prior to the time that we went to Amman, there had been a little fitful interaction. Things didn't always work so well. And for everyone to work effectively, for the students the Jordanian students to be so proactive and so present in their interaction with you all. I felt that was really very positive that they took that initiative. And certainly the Jordanian faculty, we had a wonderful time with our colleagues. It was so relaxing and cooperative. It's often very difficult with international activities because there are such great differences. And here with our colleagues, it was so easy. And I don't know why.
3: Yeah, they were very laid back. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think one of the things I realized on this project was it probably, I don't think it would have been possible without having our Jordanian counterparts, because otherwise it would just be us going to Jordan. And even if we did have a partnership, but not that like maybe strength of relationship, maybe it wouldn't have been as um, efficient in getting things done. So I think that's one thing I learned.
2: They went above and beyond what they had to do. They took real risks. The symposium was a risk. The dinner with the alums were a risk. The meetings that we had in all those agencies, this is exposing them to real serious risk. To go to the environment ministry, with these bunch of Americans, that is not for the faint of heart. And and then to have such a productive time with them. I think that for whatever reason, they really invested their hearts and minds in making this work. They really wanted to succeed. And we're very fortunate to have both the students and the faculty and the staff being so helpful.
3: Could you tell us about
1: lessons you've learned from this project that are going to carry on into your future initiatives, projects,
2: your teachings, etc. You've raised the bar, folks. Okay, I can expect a lot more from students. And uh, that's great.
3: Yeah, you guys remind me what it's like to work with very capable, highly motivated teams. And it's really exhilarating. Again, the bar is set high.
1: <laughs> That's very flattering, but.
2: Most of the people involved are women, okay, both on the Jordanian and on the US side, more on the US, on the Texas side. And it was intriguing to see how comfortable you all were.
1: As much as I guess our project has been successful, it wouldn't have been possible without. The input from each one of you so like you said the collaboration i guess you guys are the mentorship that we got from you guys is
2: irreplaceable now i think there's one other element that to me was very interesting in this case because we had jordan is a male-dominated society still and you all were just so very comfortable functioning as professionals as were the jordanians women and I think this is something that I think also I find invigorating, that there is this comfort with leadership that's very nice to see.
1: I appreciate that. And I think our team really has been like a source of empowerment in that sense and like seeing strong, capable women doing such great things at different levels in both Texas and Jordan, I think is always a good like, space to to thrive in ourselves so that's a great point
0: this is all the time we have for today as always you can find more information by following us on our social media at fostering green um, on instagram or by going to our website at sites.utexas.edu slash we'd like to thank our supporters the folks at the office of sustainability and the green fund the president for global learning and our friends at the university of
3: jordan thanks so much for listening